welcome to my Sensuality Empowerment Podcast. My name is Sharon Hoffman. I am dedicating this podcast as a platform for men to feel inspired by the people I interview in the sensuality community. I want to encourage men to open up, to get curious and explore how tapping into their sensuality can be life-changing. As a coach, I help men to break away from their limiting beliefs or conditioning they may associate with shame, guilt or unworthiness, especially when it comes to intimacy, self-love, relationships or their purpose. Sensuality for me is about being in your vulnerability, your softness, passion and rawness. It's giving yourself permission to be seen and heard in all of your essence. This afternoon I interview Daniel Tucker aka the spiritual tradie. I met Dan about five months ago when he attended one of my workshops and asked me to be on his podcast. So today the roles have been reversed and he's sitting in the hot seat. I want to start first by acknowledging Dan for his incredible support on my journey to getting this podcast up and running. Uh, I've had a lot of malfunctions with my podcast, especially with the speaker and the sound. So for those who have been following me, have probably picked up on that, (laughs) but I'm slowly getting there and I know it takes time. So I've just surrendered into knowing that my podcast isn't perfect as long as I can get the message out there. And I yeah, want to acknowledge Dan for his support in this whole process with me. I also want to acknowledge Dan uh, for stepping into his softness, his own form of sensuality and seen him really blossom into his full light, especially most recently. I asked Dan whether he had a bio for me and he referred me to his bio on Facebook, which reads, Trady having a spiritual experience. Simple. I love it. Dan is 35 years old and worked in the construction industry for over 15 years. So he has partied hard and lived hard and one day woke up realizing that life had to be much more than smoking a pack or two of ciggies a day, drinking and doing anything to avoid his feelings. Dan shares his meditation style and how this has completely transformed him and he couldn't imagine life without it. He practices twice a day, 20 minutes twice a day, which I believe is pretty achievable. He talks openly about his background and the destructive behaviors that were causing him a lot of pain and his his road to recovery. We have a lot of fun in this interview. It's very light, and I think most of us will be able to relate, um, especially talking about self-sabotage and recognizing this and how we can always come back within to seek the answers, especially if we have meditation in our life. 
So without wasting any more time, here is Dan. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Pleasure. Uh, The chairs have been turned because you interviewed me last time. On my podcast? Yes, on your The Spiritual Tradie podcast. And that was easy, but now I'm very nervous about this one. (laughs) For some reason, I don't know why. I'm feeling nervous too. I have to take my top off. My, <laughs> my jersey, I have to clarify that. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, I have so many beautiful questions to ask you because it's all around the topic of spirituality. Yeah. But tell me, how does a tradie become a spiritual tradie? Well, um, I guess I'll give you a bit of a backstory about what I was like before I became spiritual, mm, as, as we please call it. Do. Um, I was a typical, I grew up in Western Sydney, so as a bogan, you know, and, and really fit into that archetype. You haven't of, changed. Well, <laughs> that, that, that's true. Um, but uh, they were really, you know, fit into the archetype of, um, you know, smoke Winnie Blues, you know, drink beer, watch the footy. You know, that was, that was me. That right. was what I was modeled myself on growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, without a really, like I had, that was a strong male influence of my grandfather in my life. And he was a pretty stout kind of, you know, had a big heart, but it was still mm. very manly and very, you know, have a beer, watch the footy, cook a barbecue kind of bloke. Yeah. So, um, and Yoka, they, yeah. I think they refer to. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so I modeled myself off him basically and grew up um, like that, partied pretty hard as a late teenager into my early 20s, drank a lot, did a lot of drugs, all the rest of it. Nothing unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, became a concreter at about 18. So, um, within, within, within that circle of people, there's a lot of, um, you know, that's all you do, take drugs and drink and concrete. So mm. it's a very accepted part of the culture there. Sure. And, um, so then I moved away to Queensland, um, start a new life to get away from that kind of scene, kept concreting, but, um, yeah, after some time, probably about seven or eight years in Queensland, picked up meditation um, as a way to try and tap into creativity and quickly found that um, I f- realized, I became aware of how stressed I was because I w- didn't really have a context of how how much stress I had in my body. Yeah. And um, it was quite a shock to realize that I was just this big ball of tension. Mm. And um, so I started meditating um, sporadically. I'd meditate for like a couple of times on the weekend and then I wouldn't do it again for two weeks. And then, you know, I'd pick it up again when I felt stressed and use it as like a tool to um, treat my stress or depression or whatever anxiety was coming up. Mm. And um, after probably seven or eight months of doing it like that, um, I had a quite big um, marriage break breakdown or, a, yeah, a breakdown in myself and in my marriage. And yeah. um I really went to meditation as a tool to get me through that time. And when I got through that time, I stopped meditating and then realized quite quickly that it wasn't mm. going to be, a, I wasn't going to be able to function without it. Mm, wow. And, um, that as soon as I stopped meditating, that stress would accumulate so quickly and I didn't want to live like that anymore. Mm. So I made a promise to myself that I was, you know, twice a day, every day I was going to meditate. Beautiful. And, um, probably about five months after that, um, I had some quite profound experiences within my meditation, um, that made me realize there's, there's more, there's a bigger picture than what's happening here and Mm. the kind of more subtle stuff or the spiritual stuff, Mm. um, started to connect with me. And 
um, that's how I became a spiritual tradie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a beautiful story. Mm. So um, as a spiritual tradie, uh, you know, having gone down this path of this deep meditation practice of Mm. yours, what style of meditation practice do you do? Um, Originally, I picked up uh, an app called One Giant Mind, which teaches um, a a mantra-based meditation. And um, then I learned the Vedic meditation, which is pretty much the same same thing. But um, through the Vedic meditation, it goes into a bit more depth. But um, yeah, it's basically you grab a mantra and you think this sound quietly for 20 minutes. And when you forget, you forget. And when you you caught thinking and mm-hmm. you um can't because you can't stop thinking so when you caught thinking you just come back to the intention of being with the mantra and that causes um great rest in the body mm. and just like I think a lot of people get caught up in trying to find an outcome in the mind in meditation mm. whereas more about just yeah. letting your body rest and getting out of the stressful environment getting your senses out of the stressful environment yeah and um, yeah so that Vedic meditation or one giant mind was mm-hmm. the style that I picked up on and I found it was great because I was so busy. Mm. So it complemented my lifestyle to have that pause in, in every, twice a day as opposed yeah. to um, other things, which are, um, yeah. And it's achievable too because I also practice the style of meditation from time to time, mm. you know, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. I mean, it's achievable for most people who have busy lives. Yeah. So you're not stuck there going, oh, my God, I have to do, you know, 30, 40 minutes of meditation. Yeah. It's, you know, gradually bringing that into your life and soon making that become a good behavior in your life as well. Exactly. And once you realize the benefit of it, you prioritize it. And Mm. so things that I used to do after work would take, you know, take a back seat to number one is resting because my body needs it. My mind needs it. And Mm. I'm a better person with it, you know. So, Yeah. yeah. It's it's something that at first you find you find it hard to find time to do it, mm. but once you realise how good it is for you, then you go, okay, this is number one, and then yeah. everything else will flow on from that. Mm. Yeah, and I know when you start going down this journey of any spiritual journey, there's a lot of resistance that comes up in our body, um, mm. and a lot of resistance in our mind as well, and we'll find ways to sabotage, you know, anything to continue with this mm. um, awakening, this clearing in our energetic field what have you noticed in yourself that has come up um, if anything have you ever experienced any resistance in doing this work and going even deeper with yourself yeah um so with meditation itself um i found at times almost unable to sit down to do the practice and i find that fascinating because Mm. i'm here and if i Mm -hmm. can't even sit with myself yes that's that's alarm bells go off yes and so the harder it is for me to sit down and meditate, the more interested I am in, in why that is and the more interested I am in, in fighting against that resistance and mm-hmm. just sitting in there and being like, oh, what's, what's going on here? Mm. And um, it, it, I really find it amazing because so many people report that I can't sit down for long enough or I can't, I can't stop my mind from thinking. Yeah, they get and, distracted. Yeah. Or find, way to, find ways to distract themselves from doing it. They have resistance. And they don't question what's causing it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So going into the self inquiry, yeah, even deeper into that. Yeah, what's what? What is the resistance? Yeah. It's so it's like if you can't sit with yourself, um, how do you expect to do any task with that resistance inside of you? You know, mm. so mm. Um, there's that, and along the way, um, things that make themselves apparent where 
um, you might have to change your behavior because it becomes irrelevant. Mm. Um, definitely you get resistance to that, you know, like, yeah. so, um, I could pick any, any kind of yeah. behavior, but I'll say, let's say cigarettes, you know, mm-hmm. you, you become aware, like acutely aware because you, we all know how badly bad they damage your body, but yeah. you become aware you can't have the cigarettes and have a high state of consciousness. And if you're desiring that, that to be free, um, and to be liberated, then you have to, you know, become free of the cigarettes. Mm. And that's, that brings a lot of resistance mm. and a lot of, um, I suppose a lot of, yeah, pain to the surface mm. that you can, that I had to deal with mm. and to move past it. Yeah. yeah. But I just found it fascinating that meditation seemed to give me the strength to do that because I mm. tried to quit smoking for years before, before meditation. I tried to give up. I'd quit for a week. Then I'd be back on it twice as hard as I was before. Then I quit for a month and be back on it twice as hard as I was before. Wow. And I just felt like meditation got me to a point where I didn't need it. I could let go mm. of it as opposed to fighting my own, my own state of consciousness to yes. try and fight it against it. It's just like, okay, I don't need it now. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like when you start a, you know, one of those fad diets or fitness regimes, you know, you put yourself through that, um, that, so is that being that so disciplined to restrict yourself from eating certain food groups or mm-hmm. following a particular fad at the time, but then once that program finishes, you revert back to your old self or and worse. or worse. Yeah, yeah that's mm. a very common thing that I hear in a lot of people. Yeah, it's mm. it's it, it feels. I don't really know how to say this. I don't really have words for what what it is to me from my experience that. Um, you, ch- you can't change the environment, but if you change yourself, you'll change the way you react to That's it. Right. And, um, you know, most of the world, and I did for my whole life before, before meditation mm. functions on that, on that model mm. of if I can, if I can, if I can go to the gym and I can get fit, then I'll be happy or, you know, and mm. try and try and act in a different way than what your consciousness wants to. Mm. And you're fighting against yourself as opposed to moving your consciousness and then your actions will automatically change, which mm. is so amazing. It's an, such an amazing thing, yeah. concept, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do, um, I mean, apart from, you know, having this strong meditation practice in your life, what do you do in complement of this meditation? Um, yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pranayama, breathing techniques. Yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. Kirtan. Beautiful. Yes. Singing. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I like to, I love knowledge as well. So I like to take bits and pieces from all different lineages and, and just, um, soak it up. Yeah. Soak mm-hmm. it up and mm-hmm. see what resonates yeah, and, beautiful. and investigate and, you know, yeah. um, cause I, I have gone deep into Vedic knowledge, but I still don't restrict or dismiss other knowledge mm-hmm. because of that, that mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, I find it so interesting to look look at all the different aspects of spirituality and religion yes. through my new lens mm-hmm. that I've, I'm developing. Mm. And yeah, it's it um, changes the way you see the world for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds also positive. Mm. So tell me what has been a challenge or some challenges you have faced in taking this new path of, I suppose, this new Daniel. Yeah. Um, Plenty of challenges, mm. you know, like talking about giving up stuff or, yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to India in 2015 for a two week retreat. And before that I was on, you know, Red Bull every day and 
and um, <laughs> you know three three meats a day, mm-hmm. and um, drinking carton a week and a pack of ciggies a day. Wow. So okay. Yeah, on that retreat, I mm. we went there. I went there with the intention to stop smoking, and I bought. Um, I wanted one smoke, so I went. To, <laughs> I went to the Bangkok airport, and I had to buy a carton <sighs> to get one smoke. So I had a whole carton in my bag the whole retreat and went through this huge emotional upheaval because oh, I wasn't smoking, I wasn't drinking, yeah. I wasn't doing meat or caffeine and had this giant release and didn't touch a cigarette the whole time. And as I left, I pulled the cigarettes out of my bag and put them on the shelf and said said farewell, left the cigarettes in India, so yeah. metaphorically and uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, it's su- it was such a tough thing. Mm. But uh, because I was able to do that in one go and... I was in India and I went on a very deep, um, yeah, that was one of the times where I had to go through something really tough and it also has an emotional connection to, you know, mm. childhood and yes. all kinds of other heartbreak you've gone through in life that comes up and you process mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. But with that comes the freedom from it. Yes. So you let it go. Mm-hmm. And there's, and once you, once I got used to the idea, okay, this is what we're doing. We're letting go. We're not going through it again. It's not happening to me anymore. I'm letting it go. Finally, mm-hmm. then every experience becomes, Oh, I don't have to look at it. Like it's, it's a, ba- a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going. And then, you know, it's going to be gone. You can be able to enjoy yourself, share more love with other people, yeah. more connected to yourself. So yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So how, how would you encourage other men out there who, you know, have perhaps explored a bit of meditation but not quite finding the discipline or the trying to justify it with excuses and mm. not really dedicating their time to to truly come into this practice that can offer so much what you have just described it's so powerful for yeah. someone's life I mean how can you encourage other men or motivate men to say hey look you know, take this journey mm, I don't know I don't know that I can I don't know that there's anything that I can give anyone else that can that can make them do it you know I think mm. it has to come from a point of their own inquiry their own curiosity yeah and Something that uh, I found probably after two or three months of sporadic meditation was I started searching online about what enlightenment was mm-hmm. and I started to get curious about that. And then when mm. I, I stumbled across some um, websites about different states of consciousness, like mm-hmm. the seven states of consciousness, and there's the three that we're used to, sleeping, dreaming and waking. Mm-hmm. And that on that website, it was like there's four more other states of consciousness. And I just started to think how amazing is that if that's true? Cause I didn't know that it was true at the time. Mm. So I was like, if this is real and there's four other states of consciousness that I'm able to explore that I'm not exploring, that's like, that's the most incredible thing in yeah. the world. Like how can that happen? Mm-hmm. I'm 29. I was 29 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, there's more than mm-hmm. just this, you know, this materialistic circular like lifestyle. Mm. And I just got so curious about that. And then I decided from that point, all right, I'm going to meditate twice a day for five years and see where I end up. And I think it's been like two, two and a half years since then. So, wow. so I've, still got, I've still got two and a half years to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep tabs on you. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I won't be stopping after five years, let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's part of your life now. It's ingrained. I can see that. Yeah. And yeah. It, do, it does take some time, um, like 
to get to the point where you're realizing what it's done because mm-hmm. because you're in the in the whirlpool of life mm. you, once you get that consistent practice and you look back over six months and you look back over a year then you yeah. go oh look what it's done you know mm-hmm. and then you start to realize in the moment when it's happening but yeah. at, the, at the first you've got to just discipline and mm-hmm. and dedicate yourself to being curious about what it's going to do yes yeah yeah and that's what got me there mm, thanks for sharing yeah, that cool. that's great so apart from meditation, what's the one thing, well, you can name a few mm-hmm. things that you just can't live without? Hmm. I think, I think good friends. Mm. Yeah, good, good community of people, you know. Yeah. I think, um, and at times in, on this journey I've isolated myself as well um, and just tried to meditate myself into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, but soon that turns into a bit of anger and a bit of resentment about mm. why nothing's happening or, you mm. know, and as soon as you get around good people and happy vibes, then you're uplifted by that. Yeah. And you're also uplifting others as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, the, the society that we live in today is so isolated from each other, even though mm. we're surrounded by people, we're so isolated as a connection point of view I agree it's all about I me yeah you know mm. rather than you know what can I give to you yeah. you know mm. giving that energy out and yeah. knowing that it will just come back in tenfold yeah with with mm. that that it, without that expectation of course but the more you give yeah the more you get back yeah yeah and um you know being connected to other people going through the same experiences yes. as well is so so mm. important because um, and you realize, oh, I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah. And these other people know what's going on. Yes. And I can share stories and yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Create. You're actually creating reality because yeah. by yourself, it's just an idea in your head. Mm-hmm. When you share it with other people, you're building a, a, a shared experience of what's happening here. Yeah. 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 So what do your um, tradie colleagues think of, you know, you? <laughs> Well, I think of you, but yeah, well, you know, are they are they really supportive of this journey that you're on, and um, they give you a bit of flack? They do. They give me a bit of a bit of flack. They call me broccoli sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know when the when the when the KFC rocks up on site or the meat mm. lovers pizza comes and I don't touch it, um, they're like, "What's wrong with you?" But um, yeah, most of them are pretty good with um, with what I with what I do or what I don't do. Yeah, but I don't. I don't try and force everyone to meditate either. So no, no. I, I allow them, everyone to be who they are. And yeah, it's interesting because I can work with people that were where I was at, you know, mm. two and a half years ago and completely relate, and, mm. you know, people going through marriage breakdowns or mm. whatever. And sometimes I feel like a bit of a counselor on yeah, site. I'm sure. But yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And have you, have you been able to uh, encourage any of your colleagues to, to take this, you know, meditation path, this, the spiritual path? Yeah, with you? I, I share I share the app or I share, you know, mm-hmm. links if they ask for information. Yeah. I'll share some stuff. But, yeah, I, I don't don't really think that anyone's gone deep into it as mm-hmm. of yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's up to them in yeah. their own time, you know. Just slowly dip their toes in the water, you know, yeah. plant the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do, I do see, you know, some blokes will come in on a Monday and they'll be coming down off the weekend and <sighs> feeling sorry for themselves and... You know, and you're just living, you're just high and on I life. And I just come in, I just come in, and I'm like, "What's wrong, guys?" You know, yeah. I've, I've had a full weekend of sleep, so it's been great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, there's another way to do it. You know, there's, you mm. don't, don't have to, you know, bash yourself for the weekend and then come into work. And it's that pattern of behaviour that, yeah. that eventually wears us down, and then we end up yeah. depressed and anxiety, mm-hmm. and you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
So, yeah. Mm. So, what are some of your guilty pleasures, Dan? My guilty pleasures. Mm, and don't say eating broccoli or... It's just you chocolate. Know, raw chocolate. It's definitely chocolate. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And, it, and it's raw chocolate, right? Mm, any chocolate. Any chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's about it for my guilty pleasures. Right. Yeah. We've got to change that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm encouraging Dan to explore his sensuality mm. through some of the, the tantra work, but mm. I know that might be a bit of a, a slow process, but yeah. I am I'm open to holding your hand through that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, tell me, what does the, the best version of yourself look like um the best version of myself this is a good one um i don't know Mm. um i think you're looking pretty good at the moment happy yeah (laughs) i have to say and i just Mm. want to say to the listeners that i've known dan for a few months now and he's just come back from a a meditation retreat and he, and the first thing I did when I saw him and today, and I gave him a big hug, and I just felt this soft, feminine energy. It was just like I could just melt in his arm, and it's in his arms, and it was the first time that I really felt this sense of peace mm. in you. And you look at like this aura around you at the moment and you just seem really confident and just grounded you you're so so grounded yeah. and I've never seen you like this before it it's good. so beautiful to be in your space right now because I'm feeding off the vibration of your energy right now yeah okay then this is, this is, this is <laughs> so, the best version of myself exactly <laughs> and that's why I said this is the best mm. version of you what yeah. I'm seeing right now it's beautiful mm. cool thank you yeah, yeah. pleasure Mm. So one last thing, I mean, do you have any of your own little gems or words or wisdom that you'd like to share to the listeners, in particular to the men who may be listening to this? Meditate twice a day. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Easy. Yeah. They say that, you know, you free the mind and the rest will happen. Yeah. And that's exactly what seems to be the case, you mm-hmm. know. And it's, it's um, yeah, get yourself to sit, to Break out and sit down, break out of life because you have to mm. remove yourself sometimes forcibly mm-hmm. out of life. Um, there's plenty of time to do it. There's probably four hours a day that most people spend on their phone scrolling through nothingness. And um, that's I'm plenty. guilty of that. Yeah, I've just recently given up. Maybe oh. that's what you're seeing here, the, the, oh. the end of social media. Yeah, so. you've given up a lot. Mm, I've been like, off for two weeks. Yeah. No caffeine, mm. vegan. Yeah. He's growing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This is, yeah, this has mm. been a great interview. Thank you mm. so much for your share. Thanks for having me on. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, you have your own podcast, as yeah. we mentioned. So is there anything that you would like to, you know, maybe talk about and, yeah, yeah. to plug? Um, and if you want to have a listen to that podcast, it's Spiritual Tradie Podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Or you can find it in my link on my Insta bio, which is Spiritual Tradie, and find me on Facebook at Spiritual Tradie also. And you can hear the other chat that we had um, <laughs> about a month ago um, when I wasn't in my in my soft feminine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Mm. Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you. This podcast is empowering men to step out of their vulnerability shame, ignite self-expression, self-love, and 
and surrender into freedom.